BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Keep your money local. Bring it home to a Wintrust Community Bank, home of Cubs checking with free ATMs nationwide. Find out more at wintrust.com slash Cubs. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Cubs Talk podcast presented by Wintrust, Luke Stuckmeyer, David Kaplan, and Kelly Kroll. After the Cubs get off to this one and three start, waiting to play Whoop, the Braves panic again. Button. Panic button's already hit. No. For some fans, but it there has. Are a lot of that's, people who are not happy. Right. That's really the topic of this podcast is when is it too early to panic? For me, it's sort of crazy right now. I. I I get that people are upset with the way it ended last year. I don't get that you're panicked over a one and three start because other great teams around baseball have been just as bad or worse. Hold on a second. What was the biggest concern we had going into this season? Yes, bullpen. I get that. And it has reared its ugly head where it looks awful. So So, your hands on that panic button? It's like getting warm for you? It's not panic button, but it's my worst fears were the bullpen. See, I'm and with other you. Other than Brandon Kinsler, no one's pitched well. I'm with you that I'm I'm concerned about the bullpen, but I'm not concerned about the rest of the team. So overall, I'm not panicking over a one and three start to the season. Am I slowly concerned about the bullpen? Yes, because I was before the season even started. So even if they got off to a five and zero start, I still think I'd be concerned about the bullpen. Having seen what it's been, I'm definitely concerned about the bullpen. I'm with you, and I, I. But I am not panicking yet. Right. Same as you. I feel like it is still very, very, very early. Um, I do think it's interesting. Cap and I were kind of talking as we went and got coffee today. We we head up to Milwaukee this weekend, and it, if they're one in five, and Milwaukee's five and one, it looks a little different, and that's only a couple games away. So. But you're right about the bullpen, and I think it still takes time to figure out what they really have. But I don't like that, and we were just talking about this, Luke, before we got started. I don't like that some of these guys think they've got built-in excuses already. I Like, uh, sorry, CJ, I'm sorry no one pointed it out to you that this was illegal what you were doing, but I don't want to hear about it, man. Go out and pitch. I don't want to like, hear that you, Darvish, lost focus in Texas because he was with his buddies. Stop. Pitch. Yeah, I don't like the built-in excuses thing, um, but I do think there is talent back there. I don't know what's going on with Mike Montgomery. I thought it was odd that that's the one guy uh, Joe Madden chose to kind of point out in the game. What was it, the second game in Texas? Um, I don't like hearing that we got to get him right. I mean, what does that mean? He's always been pretty consistent, truthfully, so I I guess I'd like to hear what else is going on with him. So we all agree that number one and number two in – level of concern Darvish in the bullpen but for me again that was 
the same one and two as it was going into the season. Maybe Chris Bryant's health was number three. For me, the offense has looked great. So as worried as people are about the bullpen, which can be fixed throughout a season, but you can't fix an entire lineup, the lineup, to me, looks good. Now, I'm not over-evaluating that either because it's only been four games, but it has looked good. I know the last game wasn't great, but when you score 28 runs in the first three games against probably a bad team, mm -hmm. I still like the way guys have looked at the plate in each and every game. Okay, so I'll give you the good. Chris Bryant looks healthy. Yes, and that's, a looks, big, that's a big looks good. Looks like he's back. Uh, Daniel Descalso had a three-hit day on Sunday. Wilson Contreras looks really good. Javi Baez off to a great start. You Kyle Schwarber looks really good. You talked to Anthony Rizzo. He, I think he looks as locked in at this point in the year as he's ever looked, and he said he felt that way to you. Correct. So you've got a bunch of real good positives. John Lester had a good start. Brandon Kinsler. You know, people forget he was an all-star in 2017. Yeah, right? but so, that's, that's one of those things, though, about the bullpen and why you don't know what you have every year is it, it fluctuates so much. Remember I the mean, late, you Brian worked Dunn, with him. The late, caught lightning in a bottle late with Kevin him Towers. Then, yeah. Kevin Towers was on with us one day, and he said, I went out, I got my owner to let me spend money. He said, I spent $10 million on three relievers, and we had the worst bullpen I ended up getting three DFA guys. I brought them in. They caught lightning in a bottle, and we ended up having a great bullpen. Yeah, well, now the Brewers, the Brewers are off to a good start, but Knable's done for the year. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we'll see how that impacts. You know, it hasn't impacted their team yet, but you assume that over the long run of 100 plus, 162 plus games, maybe, uh, that it's going to impact that team. How will it impact the Brewers? We don't know yet. We don't know yet because they still might add a big arm. Yeah, that's so everybody. That's what I'm right. That's so every I was Cubs fan to. listening to this right now is wondering if Theo is picking up the phone and trying to figure something out with Craig Kimbrell. But he said Bob Nightingale tweeted yesterday. Kimbrell and Keuchel teams that have checked in said they will not be ready till at least May to pitch. Even still in May, right. if it means I got one guy and then a possibly Brandon Morrow guy coming back, and then you finally got a bullpen that you feel good about. Okay, okay, do it. What if you if wait says, another two months. Okay, he says to you, Kelly, I'll sign right now. I'll be a Cub. I'll get there immediately. It's going to cost you five at 100. You doing it? No, I'd rather. Ha I'd personally rather have when him in May. I'd rather have him in May. Be ready in May. That's fine with what me. What happened to the one-year deal thing? What, what if he won't take one year? Some people believe he won't take one year. If that he'll sit out the whole season, he'll take something eventually. It just has to be the, the timing has to be right, right? He's got to start feeling the, feeling the fire. He thinks that there's going to be enough demand at some point this season and he's right. that he's still going to get a multi-year deal. He's probably right because teams like Chicago and like the Cubs. And are the Brewers. Thinking, yeah, and the Brewers. Christian Yelich cannot possibly keep up what he's doing, right? I <laughs> hope not. That's what an opening <laughs> weekend. Holy smokes. So when you look at the, the bullpen, Mm-hmm. What are solutions outside of Kimbrel? There are other guys. How long do you give the guys that are struggling before you go to plan B and you take some of the guys, Dakota Mekis and some of these other guys that are down there? Dylan Maples. Dylan Maples. How long before you pull the – because we've been told now that this is playoff time in March and April. October starts in March. That's what right? the president said. So how long before you start to say, hey, guys, you had your chance. You're going down to the minors, and we're going to try somebody else. I think you got to give them a month. 
a month. I do because that's what Joe always says. It takes him a month to figure There's out no what he way. has. If this bullpen keeps soiling Three itself, weeks? there is no way Theo's letting it go I don't a think month. he can go a month either, Kelly, strictly because okay. they've just – the, okay. the mixed message that's out there is that Joe's telling us wait a month and Theo's telling us October started October in March. October started in March. Talk about mixed messages, Two though. different things, though. You're right, but so is October being played in March and now guys are pressing. Which right. one is it? Right. Like, are they really pressing because they're feeling that pressure? And if so, then you got to go back to Rizzo telling you on the radio, one game at a time, one pitch at a time, one it's at like bat at a time. It's like you took my did take your line. But <laughs> I'm stole like, your line so that you stole on the air today. One batter, one pitch, one out at a time. I think he did it just to appease Cap. Yeah, probably. Maybe. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, you're right. There are some mixed messages out there right now, I think, that we're seeing. But so what are you guys giving the bullpen then? How much of a leash are you giving these guys? Two weeks. How many outings is that? Look, if Mike Montgomery goes out the next two times and gets his head kicked in, I can't put him in any kind of leverage situation. No. I, I, two weeks, three weeks max, which isn't much different than a month, really. Yeah, I guess I, was, um, I should have been probably thinking more about outings because really the time frame of the month doesn't matter. How many times are they going to keep going? I didn't love the Randy Rosario. We had him up warming up too much to bring him in the other yeah, night. That was that? bizarre. I, I thought this early in the year. I thought Randy Rosario looked okay. I think Pedro Strope's going to look fine. I, I think there's a few guys that are right there that are fairly sharp. I mean, I wanted to CJ see more. Edwards? No. Not right now, but that's what I was telling Luke or whatever. I don't like – I feel like he feels like he's got a built-in excuse right now, though, because he had this whole thing figured out and was feeling a lot better. Then go to the minors and figure it out, and we'll call you back up. I don't know yet what to think about Brad Brock. I know how good that guy was. We saw him against Atlanta in that blowout game, but it didn't matter at that point. So I don't know yet what I think about him. Would you um, send CJ down? I would. And – I, and I'm not saying I would send him down today, but within two weeks would I send him down if he kept walking guys and struggling? He's a little bit better yesterday than he was in the previous outing. Uh, he, because he's, the, he's one of those guys for me that I put the asterisk when, C, when Theo mentioned production over potential. Yeah. For me, the he's asterisk went right next to his name because we've heard – for multiple years, C.J. Edwards is going to be the closer. C.J. Edwards has the stuff to be the closer. Next year, C.J. Edwards is going to be the closer. And each year, we kind of get the same thing. There's not enough consistency, and a lot of it revolves around him just throwing strikes, which has been a problem for the Cubs in general. I know that two of the umpires, the umpires were a little tough on him, maybe Sunday when you look at it. They, maybe they squeezed the pitchers a little bit, but... To me, CJ is one of those guys right on there where you could say maybe he needs a, a little Ian Happ treatment. Maybe he needs a trip back at some point if he doesn't turn it on. I don't know what the answer is. I don't, I don't know if it's between the ears. Well, I don't know if he's never going to develop into that pitcher or if he's just well, slow to come around. Been down. Everything, I really everything do think worries me ears. about CJ. I'm with you. We heard so much this summer, or this offseason, I should say, about um, him putting in the work with the counselor to do, like, mind exercises yeah, and focus stuff. stuff focus stuff was on YouTube exercises. and all of that. And I want I, – I mean, I really do. I root for C.J. Edwards. I want to see we a guy do, yeah. do well like that. Well. And I'm not sure – I keep thinking it's a mental thing, but, yeah, like you said, with the velo being down a little bit, I'm not – 
I'm not sure what to think. Steve Ciszek, though, is another guy that looked pretty good. But, boy, did Joe use the heck out of him a year ago. And you just wonder how much is – I mean, how They've got to be gentle. Which is one man having that arm, be, right? Right. Got to be gentle with him this you year. Do. You can't so use you him can't like you use him, him all the time. Year. Or he will go gentle into that good night. That will be the That's, end of it. I mean, so who else though? What do we think about Tyler Chatwood? Look, the first inning he well, was I mean, in, he's got an asterisk on there too. The first inning he was in, he looked okay. He looked okay. And then he came back out and he was done. Or that we down to a $39 million one-inning long reliever? And I know some of this has to do with how many times can you send somebody down before you can't send them down. Listen, there's business parts to all of it. I'm just saying there's multiple guys that if they continue that way, and again, it's only four games, but if it continues that way for another five or six games and they're parts of multiple bullpen meltdowns, then, then I'm starting to think about making that move. And I don't know which of the guys down in Iowa would be there. They haven't even started playing in Iowa yet. Well, but isn't – I know that this is they were a, They were high on a couple. Mekas was definitely right, one of them. Right. And Dylan Maples, and Maples has dirty stuff. He does. If, if, if he can locate it. Yeah, if he can locate it. And well, C.G. Edwards then, can too. I don't know if this is a name anyone wants to hear about, but Brian Dunsing's still around, right? They picked him back up off waivers. Yeah. He's in the minors. Yeah. So he's out there, and he's a guy who can do it at that level – just wasn't finding it this spring. He's on but keto now. Maybe that'll make it work. Now if we could get him on cryo, <laughs> Done. everything's going to turn around. Done. That's Let's do it. That's I'll the formula. I'll cook for him and I'll take him to cryo. I'll text Theo and tell him you've got it figured out for Dunsing. That's it. When we come back on the Cubs Talk podcast presented by Wintrust, we'll talk about another new deal, another young player taking big money early but skipping free agency. Keep your money local. Bring it home to a Wintrust Community Bank, home of Cubs checking with free ATMs nationwide. Find out more at Wintrust.com slash Cubs, member FDIC. All right, welcome back. Uh, We've talked about the problems of the bullpen in the first uh, four games of the season. We mentioned some of the positives. We think the offense looks good, and maybe the Red Baron wasn't crazy. 150 to 1 odds on Kyle Schwarber to win the MVP in the National League. Listen, it's a little bold right now to say he's going to win MVP, but going back to the swing and the basics of what he did in college seems to be working early on. I still think he's on the right path of getting back to being the guy Theo and the Cubs and the fans think he can be, and, and he thinks he can be. He said, I'm done. I heard from too many hitting coaches I'm back to the squatty guy that I was, getting down low, and I'm hitting see ball, hit ball. I hope he's right because he looks good. By squatty, not like physique-wise. As no, in like, as in Because he is as approach. slim as, as he's been ever, which I, they good. threw up the other night, you know, an old shot of him. Well, I say old yeah. two years ago versus now, and it is just remarkable still to see the change of physique for him. But um, You're talking about Cap or you're talking about Schwarber? Both. Okay, I mean, yeah. because It's hard to tell. I was you're a right fat there. dude. You're right oh, there with him. Out of here. We, that's squatty. why we call him Schwarbs. Just stocky, squatty. No, you weren't. I was. It's, hey, it's, but back to the MVP th- yeah. thought, is he going to get the opportunities to be that guy? Yes. all of a sudden we're Mark seeing. Mark Zagunas dropped a couple more balls. He will. That. Okay, well, Yeah, but sh- I feel a bit for Mark Zagunas. I, f- I feel a bit for Zagunas. A bit, but he's got to catch that ball. Uh, listen, I want to see fail or succeed. I want to see him play against lefties more. 
Um, and I think that's I, I think that's coming. Do, right? Yeah. If he's going to be if he's going to be an elite player in baseball, he can't just play against right-handers. Agreed. So, and I think he will. So I want to see that even if he struggles with it. In fact, if he struggles with it for a month and he only hits well against right-handers, I still want to see him going through it. And I know we've been told every game, and I understand this after last year, that every game counts, but the development of some of the guys counts. And for me, he's one that I circle as we really need to see if we can get him to develop into an elite player, as you like to see. Agreed. So you, you think that's, it will happen? I do. I think there's going to be a moment where they're going to let him play. I found interesting in your interview with Rizzo that you have every week on the radio, I caught the end of it where he was talking about Schwarber, and he said, yeah, you know, he's one of those guys that probably overanalyzed stuff. And he, put too much work in. Too That's much great. work that he had been accused of being a guy that did too much work. What does that involve? What, where do you draw the line? When does it become too much for That's a why player? Well, I think he said, I'm going back to, yeah. you know, instead of thinking about, okay, elbow here, eyes, I'm just going to be me and hit the ball. And DeJesus and Glanville broke his swing down the other day, and they said, Look where he is, and David had a picture of him with his head pulled out, and another one this year where his head's down watching the ball off the bat. The swing doctor said that. Swing doctor. Well, and you do have – I mean, like, I'm starting to wonder, too, how much of that is Iaposi just being simplify, simplify, simplify. After, of course, last year the, the you know, the book came out on Chili Davis being one that really maybe put a lot of thoughts into their heads and just tr trying to do different things. I mean, I don't blame them, but I think the guys at times like Schwarber were sitting down and watching too much of their own video and trying to make too many adjustments and change things. And, on yeah, and so I think maybe, yeah, Iaposi's kind of been in there heads a bit what are you smiling about I just think it's all an individual it's all on an individual basis and just like a season has its ebbs and flows I yeah. think so does all of this stuff you can put all of the focus on batting practice and every game counts but then guys press too much and are doing too much work too much of anything in any direction other than winning not a good thing yeah it's a great yeah. point being too relaxed not a good thing being too stressed out not a good thing. Just give me somewhere in the middle. I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. Be prepared and then take, let your talent take over. I, I think we, it's a little bit of an overreaction in both directions sometimes in sports. And, and that's okay. But I don't think the overreacting by any stretch of the imagination is happening in that clubhouse. Like, I think, no. of course, they would have liked to have started at that game against Atlanta, the first one. I mean, Brutal. they, they got to think that that's the, the only one they'll have like that all year. That was their thud. Okay. You know, that was their April Fool's joke. We get and it. And they got to five errors. The last time they had made five errors was in 2012. And when Chris Kamka, the cruncher, told us that, I said, oh, please, DeJesus was on that team. Please tell me he made two or three errors. And David was terrified, and uh, Kamka brought the box score up, and he's like, no, you didn't make an error. Uh, oh, Because nice. <laughs> you would have been able to talk about oh, that. I yeah. But, no, I – I think they have, at least everything I'm seeing and feeling, they have a good energy. I like some of the things that they're doing before the game now where they're all together and they're on the field more. And I just, I like the chemistry. I don't, I don't think they're Got to get some W's. About it. Yeah. How about Ronald Acuna Jr. today? Yeah. No, so there's the deal. He, he takes basically a 10-year deal, right? Eight plus two, two, more op two more for options. We saw what he did in the first game against the Cubs. He's got all kinds of power. Uh, wow, they could be getting a deal 
10 hit. years, 124 million. When we did the top players in the National League, left him off the list because he's young and he hasn't done it in multiple years, but if he has another year like that, he's going to sneak into that top 10 in the players no in the National question League for about. sure. And they've got him locked up at an average annual value of 12.4 million. For I mean, 10 that years. could be. Man, of a wouldn't century. you like to have Javi for that? Or Chris Bryant? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, that that's what you're hoping for, but I just don't think it makes it any more likely that either of those guys would do that, even though we're starting to see it. What is it, like four, three or four billion dollars? Yeah, Pat's Four billion since November that. 1. Yeah. yeah. So they're Spent. spending money on big guys, and guys are more and more likely now to take that deal, give up the free agency for still hundreds of millions of dollars, but not 300, not 350. They're willing to take a little bit less, especially some of these younger guys. Yeah, like a guy like Arenado who took 260. I just don't think it's more likely for Bryant and Baez. I still think both those guys are, are sticking it out to the end. I don't. You think both? I, I think both guys will be re-signed before they get to free agency. How, how soon? This season? Uh, not during this season. After this year. I definitely don't think Bias it's Bias comes before Bryant, right? Well, I'm not convinced really? about that. You had, I, I think you had Xander Bogart, Bogart signed two days ago, and that's a Boris guy. Trend is changing. When but Dallas Keuchel, his client, is sitting at Bogart's home, guys how, want their money. Bogarts is how old? 20... How old is he? That's what I'm trying to remember. Seven, 26. He's right so in Chris's He's slightly wheelhouse. older. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. <clears throat> you know how I'd look at it, I think, if I was a player and had talent? How would you? Yeah, I w- <laughs> If that scenario played out, if that you played would, out, if I had some, go? if I had some sort of talent to me, <laughs> and I was a baseball player, uh, I would, I would think of it as the lottery. I would take that deal. I would take the Rizzo deal. I would take the Aloy Jimenez deal. I would so take would I. the I Ronald Acuna because, as as a person who doesn't have that money, which all these guys are beforehand, come on, really. If I win the lottery, what's the difference if I win the Powerball when it's 150 million or if I win it when it's 300 million? Right. It and really is. You're Chris Bryant. It ain't gonna affect my life. It might affect two generations of my family later down the line. But you know <laughs> what? You guys are on your own if you screw up 300 million. Right. Okay, but if you're Chris <laughs> Bryant, you've gone through a shoulder injury. You're telling me you're gonna achieve at this level for three more years to get the payday and not know if there's a strike coming where you'd get nothing. Correct. Or, guess what? I'll give you a 10-year deal at 250, $25 million a year for 10 years. How do you not it. take that? I would take it in a heartbeat. In a second. I'm with you guys. Yeah. Okay, so how does this play out now by the end of, we're going to wrap up the podcast here, but before, when they wrap it up in Milwaukee and they come home to Wrigley Field, yeah. where will the Cubs be? Record-wise? Yeah. Where Are we going to feel better about this for the home opener coming up on Monday? What if we just did – okay, yeah, sorry. We'll start with that. And then I was going to say by the end of the month. I'm going to say they're 4-5 and five when they come home on Sunday night. 4-5. and five. But you'd feel better at 4-5? Yeah. and five? Yes. You would feel better? I'd feel better. You know what I'd feel better? No, I wouldn't feel better if you told me they took the next two from the Braves and then got swept by Milwaukee. Right, that – to me, it, to me, it's about the Milwaukee series. It's not about the Braves. If, right. they, if they go ahead and lose the next two to the Braves, if they get swept by the Braves, but they go and win three in Milwaukee, different feel. feel. A lot better. Different feel. Absolutely. Now, more, more likely scenario probably is take a couple each spot or take one here and take one there. But um, 
to me, it's about the Brewers series. I know it's early to say it's it's an, a fun series to watch no, and it means something. Remember what we were saying after the Cubs took yeah. whatever, the first six or eight against the Brewers a year ago, and it was, Set oh, they the have tone. their number, have their number, yeah. all this and that. But I was looking at the first month just in general because that's when I feel like I have an idea. They need, they should, on paper in comparison to these other teams, they should finish the month looking really good because behind Pittsburgh, they've got the Angels, then they've got Miami for a stretch, then they've got the Diamondbacks twice in the month, and the only team really – that looks scary is the Dodgers and by yeah so by the end of this first month they really better have a strong record I mean I don't know how many games I don't even want to spit out how many but they need to rebound from quickly yeah and Kimbrel will be doing his you know starts in Iowa by then so we'll all you know make appearances in Iowa so we'll feel (laughs) better about things at that point uh thanks for listening to the Cubs talk podcast presented by Wintrust coming up later this week we will talk to Ron Rappaport a legendary Chicago sports writer who's written a book about Ernie Banks. We're putting this one together right now. He had some really interesting stuff to say about Mr. Cub, and I think it's really going to surprise you. So if you like Ernie Banks and Cubs history, this is the podcast for you. It's coming up later in the week.